What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to JC, we're breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in the limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Been a while. Not long enough, honestly, because. I mean, the show started and it was really bad. I'd already forgotten about Zach. It wasn't until Charity started blathering on endlessly about how much Zach taught her about herself and all this just just inane mumbo jumbo that I remembered that the the last season The Bachelor was Zach, who was awful. This season's going to be even worse. I can already tell. We're, We're about to talk about it. My name's Brian Beckner, of course. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hello, everybody. Hello there. Now, um, hearing the theme music, it strikes me as a great chance to kind of reset and tell everybody that we've been doing this for a while now, and we have a pretty damn good intro song. Brian, what is the name of the gentleman that does the intro for us? Brad in Florida. Formerly Ugh. formerly Brad in New York. Now Brad and in Florida. And he's offered he's offered to update it so it doesn't say The Bachelor on in- ABC with Chris Harrison crying in the limo home. How embarrassing. But I love that part. We should never change that. No. Um it's it it definitely is a throwback to when times were better on the show. It's nostalgic. Yes. And I've I've told listeners this in the past. It's like, you know, th- there was a, a Sopranos prior to 9-11, and then there was a Sopranos afterwards. And the they felt compelled to take the Twin Towers out of the intro after 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Chris Harrison and Barrison is yeah. kind of our, tw- our Twin Towers, yes. um, and I don't want to remove <laughs> it. I, I, I want it to be a good reminder of how it used to be. Yeah, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Who's our, who's, it, who's our building seven? Wells? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I also feel compelled to reset for the listeners that um, this podcast has been called the Great White Shark in a sea of Bachelor podcasts i take great pride in that um because there are a lot of bachelor podcasts there are a lot of options and you choosing us means that you think that this show actually has some bite we're not um you know we're not beholden to to the show or the characters or the or the reality stars we just tell it like it is That's right to um you know middle-aged white men and our perspective about the bachelor um yeah. which happens to be on and yeah. the, the 20th season of the bachelorette yes. which is 
crazy. Ooh, you know what was crazy? Well, they were checking in with a bunch of bat- bunch of bachelorettes, and uh, look, it's got to be a lot of pressure to put your um, visage on TV real close up like that. You know, like it's not. Yeah, you know, sometimes I make a lot of people that follow my Instagram, they'll they'll see my Insta stories and I'll be out there hiking and I'll I'll do I'll do a walk and talk with the camera. And look, I'm not that I'm uh, I've to, I've said this many times. If you meet me in person, I'm pretty handsome. I'm I'm good-looking guy. Like if you meet me, you're going to go, "Hey, that guy's pretty charismatic. He's pretty good-looking." If you see a picture of me, you're going to be like, "Hey, what happened to that guy? He's whoa. Is he okay? Does he he looks kind of sick." If you if you see a video of me, you're going to be physically repulsed. You're going to have a reaction. You're going to go, oh, oh, why did you show me that? It's kind of like it's like the, the beheading videos from back in the Iraq war. You know, you're like, I don't want to see that. Don't show that to me. That's me in a video. So I understand. But Ali Fedadowski has I mean, she she had she had the filler. You ever seen concrete get pumped Jason, like somebody's somebody's getting a pool and the concrete truck will pull up and then the pumper will come up and he'll hook up to the truck and he'll pump all the concrete, the long tube. And it's just like a hose of concrete. That's the amount of filler Ali Fedadowski has had (laughs) in in all of the lines of her face. It was a lot to look at, but it was nice to reminisce because there was Caitlin Bristow, of course. Which my, by the way, my super hot girlfriend, Christina. That's right. She even said out loud. It was hard to identify her. She looks yeah, completely different. See? Even now. Yes. Yeah. I noticed, Jason, you've you've had a twenty five year career in radio, and yet still as you speak, you're um doing something to manipulate the microphone. You're touching it or tapping it. You're doing that that right there, right there. You're messing with the cord, you're messing with the buttons, you're doing something. It distracts from your beautiful voice. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. It's hard to believe. Because I think last year, last season was marred by technical issues. Um, Well, I did that. Well, yes, because I did that one from that snowboarding trip where I was I was lying on my back drinking beer, talking and not realizing that the and I've I've banned people from my show for this. Not realizing that the cord was like rubbing against me at the time, so yes, I, I was I was at fault there. So what is that? What is that? Um, what was that candy? String string liquid licorice, like string licorice. It sounded There's like there's never been a candy of that. What are you talking well, about? Dur- well, during the episode, it sounded like yeah. you were eating. Oh yeah, the, I, the microphone uh, string like, been. like candy yeah, as I you were doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you talking red vines? Or are you talking about um, those licorice <laughs> ropes? From back I don't know in the what day. they were, but yeah. I, I recall a very thin uh-huh. licorice type thing that we would yeah. eat, but I, I have no yeah. idea what it is. But um, anyways, we, we digress. So 25 yeah. or 20 seasons of The Bachelorette, yep. and they're doing these little featurettes where they're bringing in the past Bachelorettes. And it's very it's very for women. Um, yeah. It's women pumping up women Which for women. I support, you know, That's I'm fine. into that. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's very it's boring, but it's it's fine. Now, um, our subject this year is charity. Um, she's a delightful person. Like she's she's almost too she's almost too kind and pure for a despicable show like this. And you know the way they open up the show, describing her her parents, who happen to be her inspiration. 
God bless them. They've been married, I think, 48 years or something crazy like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, doing the math, I don't know how she's only like 23. But anyways. Right? Yes. Did you um, think that was kind of weird? And how not not that I want to talk about him for one second longer than um, we have to. But how old is her brother, Nehemiah? So if they're married 48 years to, and is Nehemiah like 42 and then they just waited another 18 years to have another kid. It's kind of weird. It sure seems like it. Yeah. And she, she goes on about how they've been married so long and they're still in love and they're a great example of, of what she wants. And that's why she decided to accept being the bachelorette. And I said to myself, I said, do you know why your parents um, have such a strong, <laughs> such a strong, um, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you call like a bill? Like a building is on a, a foundation. Foundation, you know? yeah. Because because they didn't meet on a game show. Yeah, where right. where right. the producers' jobs are to make sure that you're uncomfortable and miserable and humiliate that's you. That's right. That's that's the way that you typically uh, don't start a marriage that lasts forty eight years. That's but right. Like I said, she she knows the process, as you alluded to earlier. She's quick to point out that her experience on The Bachelor um, and how kind Zach was, he made her feel seen. Now, this is the first reference to a very popular Gen Z uh, phrase. Um, They Gen Z wants to make sure that they've been seen. seen. Mm -hmm. And and Zach made her feel that way. Um, And I guess that's a good thing. But it also made her realize that love is possible and she's open to it by going on a game show where they're trying to humiliate her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She knows her husband is there. I think the, I turned it on and the first uh, thing she said, something like, I can't believe this is happening to me, which was okay. That cause, but you signed a contract, so you should believe it. And then, then she, and then the next thing she said was, I feel like a princess. So she's she's right there. Like it's like it's all happening for her. It's exactly what we expect. She's uh, it's she's a princess and she can't believe this is. happening. Well, that's a common that's a common thing. And I don't know where it started, but I guess she's often referred to maybe on social media as kind of a Disney princess as a. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's that's kind of what they say. And um, she did. She did make sure that she had to fit this in um in the history of the show if you've listened to the podcast or you watch the actual show you know that by law the subjects of the show are obligated to say this phrase so um so jesse walks up to her you know before the limos arrive you know how you feeling and she says uh I'm excited, but nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they they have to say that though. Excited, but nervous. Yeah. And then they laugh like it's the funniest thing anyone's ever said or heard. But every subject on every show has said those exact words. Of course, it, you're nervous. Yeah. 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 It, it, but they're excited too, Brian. Yeah, they're and, also and that's excited. Such, yeah. That's such a funny juxtaposition yeah. that they have to mention it and laugh at it at the same time. It would be funny if on The Bachelor. Um, like Zach or whoever the guy is, is like, I'm excited but nervous. And then Jesse, obviously, you can't do this on the Bachelorette, but uh, but Jesse could be like, Well, did you go beat off? 
Because <laughs> then, you know, that's how a way to get rid of that energy. You know, if you just went and masturbated real quickly, then you wouldn't be you'd be less excited and less nervous, which would be that's a win win. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so we, we start off like like most of these seasons start. But I did notice one big change. And that is, you know, they did the featurette on her, the subject. And then they didn't do a featurette on a handful of men, which which is typically how they do it. They roll out five or six dudes before the limo presentation just to kind of get you to introduce to the guys that you're about to see. They they skip that. And I was happy because I hate those featurettes. Me too. Um, But they chose a new way to do it, which was for about, I don't know, six to ten dudes. They would show the limo introduction when they say hi, and then they would go go yeah, to videotape yeah. of the featurette. Yep. Um, I don't know if I like it better or worse. I mean, I don't like either, but it does kind of break it up. Like if you were rather than just go like a heavy, you know, do five in a row of here's um, here's Aaron tossing the football on the beach, you know, and he likes um, he likes to water ski, you know, and then. then then it's the next guy and then you know you rather than you break it up you go here's a guy let's tell you a little bit about him you know i i kind of i think that's a little more interesting it's funny you bring up a guy named Aaron because i think there are two Aaron's there this is weird there's three Caleb's i think this shows you what names are popular nowadays there are three Caleb's and yeah. i'll i'm going to give money from the Petros and Money show uh credit on this one mm-hmm. for a, a very good wine he says well you know what you you have a guy win the Heisman, and of course you're going to get a lot of first names like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think they're older. They're older. Right, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. good um, joke. So, yeah. so three Caleb's and at least two Aaron's. Yeah. But the, the the first Aaron we meet. Yeah. Um, he walks up to her with a coin, oh. and he says, "I'm going to flip this coin. Yeah. If it's heads, we'll get engaged. If it's tails, I'll go home right now." Yeah. And it just happened to be heads. Two-headed coin. Two-headed coin. But you just said what everybody in the audience was screaming at their TV, but the producers felt compelled to not address it, and Charity didn't address it. Yeah. So he goes into the mansion, and when he sees her for their kind of one-on-one session in the mansion, he says, heads, we kiss, and tails something else yeah. and heads just happens to come up again yeah. and they never fucking get this yeah. guy to reveal that yeah. he has a double head. It's like, like it, it was yeah. a weird thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, and they just never, they never gave away the joke. Also, that's kind of, um, that's kind of rape by omission. I'll come ahead. I'll come out and say it, you know, like, look, look, if she kissed him based on the fact that she lost a coin toss and the coin toss was illegitimate that is rape by omission she has a case against this guy he's a real piece of shit and he should be canceled well that's it's funny you say that because when in the previews i thought they showed they have aaron saying and it was kind of a play on words he's like heads and you give me head whoa oh yeah 
tails and the date ends. It's it's really weird how they keep going back. I used to, Um, I used to have this um, trashy medallion that I used to wear that I lost. And it said, and it said on the front, it said heads. I win. And it was like a, it was like a um, hot chick, like from the seventies with like flowing hair and her boobs were out. And it was like a coin. And then you flipped it over and it said tails, you lose. And then it was a picture of her butt. So maybe he had a coin like that. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that like, the Gen Z is the ass generation. That's true. Right? That's true. I, I, I feel very much like Tails is a win now. That's true. That medallion is outdated yeah. and misogynistic. It's, Either it's, is a win in my book. You know, yeah. it's, you can't go wrong. Now, um, Chris in White Plains, New York, is the first contestant on the show um, that has zero interest in being in love or finding the love of his wife. Oh, the, oh, cause he's and, gay. Well, Chris and white Plains only interest yeah. is to promote himself as the world's best high jumper. Yeah. And he even says it out loud yep. because he's, this is what he says in the featurette that his career is to train the yep. person that breaks his high jump record. Yeah. So he's basically saying, <laughs> I'm the ultimate narcissist. He's like, I I have the record for jumping the highest. And he goes, and then when somebody breaks the record, I will also be taking credit for that. <laughs> and and he does a backflip in front of her, and yeah. then he does a backflip in the house. Yep. Now, he's very good at just standing still backflips. Yep. Um, the problem is... None of that has anything to do with finding love. No, not at all. None not at all. Oh, fun facts, Jason. Chris's favorite sport is dunking. Shocker. Not a sport. Dunking is not a sport. What sport is that? Dunking. He's like five foot six. He's very little. Chris, yeah, li- so- he also likes to go apple picking in the autumn. Loser. This is a guy. This is see. This is a maniac. He just he's just saying things that he thinks a woman would like to hear. Because listen to this one. Chris loves to drink wine and binge watch Grey's Anatomy. So he's either a gay man or a liar. There's only there's only two choices, gay man or liar. That's a good point. And yeah. and the flex in the even in the apple picking is that the apples are 12 feet off the ground. Yeah, yeah. He, he has to jump up 12 feet to grab the, the apple. He, That's such a flex. He launches. I read this week that Rocky, the Denver Nuggets mascot, makes $625,000 a year. This Chris should be like, he's more qualified than Rocky. He can actually yeah. dunk. Yeah. Something to think about. So um, one of the three Caleb's. Is twenty. Yeah, there's only two Caleb's, by the way, and I don't. I don't mean that because I know. I'm just looking at a list of all the names. No, no, no. There's three. It's not according to this list. I, I wouldn't have written it down. Oh, three there's three. Sorry, you're right, Jason. My no. bad. One but of the one Caleb's of, is a Caleb with a K. One of them is a 24 year old. He calls himself a pro wrestler. Yeah. What What most of the world calls him is. That wannabe person in Florida yeah. that that does oh, shit yeah. on social media yeah. to yeah. try to get attention yeah. Yeah. to be a pro wrestler. Again, yeah. a, another guy with a with an agenda that has nothing to do with falling in love. He's trying to be discovered by the WWE or whatever yeah. other pro organization exists because his entire featurette is him 
throwing people into tables yeah. and do and doing the jumping off the top huge of the loser. rope. Huge loser. Um, huge loser. So Caleb, the pro wrestler, as, is here as for I, uh, other reasons. As I like to say, I used to be really into pro wrestling, but then I turned 11. The, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I go a step further. Yes. I was never into pro wrestling, yep. even even when I was as unsophisticated as an 11 year old, I knew that it was stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. But I do, I do acknowledge that, um, that it's popular. Yes. Uh, So is Donald Trump. If the, if the wrestling doesn't work out for Caleb B, um, backup plan roadie for Skinnerd. (laughs) So if you haven't Um, seen the show yet, you know, a lot of our listeners don't even watch the show roadie for Skinnerd. Now, you know exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's 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 break down Spencer because I just have a feeling this is going to become a thing, and we need to uh, remind our listeners and tell our new listeners yeah. that Beckner and I we don't traffic. That's right. In, in everything outside of the live of of the actual show that That's broadcasts. Right. So yep. So everything that exists on social media or in the blogs or everywhere else, yep. we don't. We don't care about or acknowledge. We just react to what we see on the yes. show. Despite our despite our very close relationship with the great reality, Steve, who's a, right. appeared on this show many times and is much too yeah. big time to have us on his Bachelor show, although both of True. us have appeared on his daily sports talk show. <laughs> good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Now, um, so... So maybe all this has been confirmed online. I honestly have not Googled it because I don't I don't traffic and and spoil. Oh, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're about to say. This is so exciting. I, I just. Spence, yeah, go ahead. Spencer is a white dude yep. who sells uh, medical supplies. That's right. OK. And my first impression of him having experience is he is special needs. Oh, and oh I'm OK. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that as a pejorative or to be derogatory. Yep. Uh, my son is on the spectrum. Sure. I just I just know from yep. a from a, a social capacity and the his affect when he says things yep. and and is is if I he just seems like he's on the spectrum. He's, he's neuroatypical. He's he probably he's sure. not making a lot of eye contact. Is what you're saying? He's um, maybe he seems a little uncomfortable around everybody else. Is that what I'm to to take away? I, I'll be honest. Sure. I didn't watch the show very closely. Okay, I don't. I don't recall seeing this guy Spencer. So I got to take your word for it. Okay, so then yeah. so allow me to just tell you Please. about Spencer. In his introduction from the limousine, extremely awkward, uh-huh. um, non sequitur language, and she's very accepting and she's very kind. And but I think me and a lot of people watching are thinking, okay, he's on the spectrum, that, which is cool. And I love the fact that the bachelor would feel compelled to have someone on the spectrum on the show. Now here's the here's the conundrum, if that's the case. Um, Spencer is on the, on the spectrum and he has a child. So that's kind of a double whammy in that it puts Sheridan in a position where how could she ever not give him a rose? In other words, it's going to, it puts her in a position where it's like, okay, you're going to keep the kid, the guy on the spectrum with a child for as long as you possibly can. So you don't look like a fucking asshole. And it's the new being Asian. And the show could say, look how uh, yeah. inclusive we are. Yeah. Look, we, this is the first 
mainstream dating show with a person on the spectrum and and it, we're being so accepting of it puts the show in a really tough spot but yeah. uh, th- th- so we'll see how it plays out they're chasing a little clout there maybe I, now i'm kind of interested i don't there's 20 i got to 20 minutes left and uh and now I'm at, i might watch that last 20 minutes to get a read on spencer here and, and let and let me make this clear like he's a, he's a really sweet guy I just been around enough sure. people on yes. the spectrum to yes. know that there's something that makes him um, Asperger's diagnosis or what have you, and and that's fine. I love my son who's on the on the spectrum, but like, yeah, I, it puts the show and it puts charity in a real spot. And again, you and I like to call it like it is, and the show is not about finding love. It's about all these other fucking other agendas is what is what it comes down to. And it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this one. Um, yeah. So that so that's Spencer. Yeah. Um, there's a guy named Dottam, which is kind of like Dotson. Uh, he's from Nigeria. Oh, like this seven, fucking asshole. He's like six foot ten. He, he's like he's a he's a massively tall person and he's a sweetheart. He's from Brooklyn. And. I like him a lot. Uh, Dotton, I don't know if you wrote a note about him, but he's good. I didn't write. I didn't write a note about anyone, but I did see um, Dot Dotton, and he seems like a good dude. But he did say um, he said something like, "You know, um, all my friends just they, you know, they think I'm just like really cool, and I'm like the cool guy in the group." And I don't know if that's true, but if they say it, I guess I am, and it's like. <laughs> okay fucking psycho like what are you talking about that's who talks like that yeah um yeah by the way uh xavier is another uh contestant i need to point out he's a biochemistry guy who likes to knit um xavier and he plays it really cool like he i think he gets one of the first makeout sessions and he's, he's somebody to watch for so but here's the Here's the big curveball in the first episode. Um, and I hated it, but I don't know what our listeners think. So Jesse comes out and he says that uh, he tells Charity in the next limousine, there's somebody that you know and that you've had, you have a past with. And she's like, oh, uh, my God, I'm nervous. Like, I, what does that I peeped mean? This, I peeped this from um, – I was disgusted with myself because I peeped this from a mile away. Because obviously it's not going to be um, Zach Shalcross, right. Shall, Shall <laughs> who's either with still with what's-her-name or not. It, so and I'm like, that's the only male – we could associate yeah. her with. There's only one. There's not um, yeah. her her boyfriend of six years who cheated on her many times. I'm sure he feels great hearing that. By the way, yeah. like I, there's two sides to every story. He probably <laughs> is a big piece of shit, but he's not there to defend himself. So maybe just like be um uh, be a little more vague about your previous relationship. So it's obviously <laughs> not going to be him. I go. It's going to be your fucking brother because she has a weird closeness with her brother. I'll say it. I don't care. I find it weird. We, we we said it last year. So what uh, you're the one who actually remembers his name. What's his name? Nehemiah. Okay, so Nehemiah and I I said this on the podcast last year. He looks like James Harrison. Like I've seen enough of James Harrison. I used to work with James Harrison. He's like Jer- James Harrison light. He's not as big oh, and he's yeah, not like a, extra he's light. Not, he's not like ultra workout guy, he's but like he, James Harrison's leg. 
Yeah. yeah. So he, but he, but his his face and his mannerisms are kind of like James Harrison. Anyways, he, yeah, on the hometown last year, they were awfully tight. So um, he really cares about her, and he often brings up this past relationship that really hurt her, and all this stuff. So this is the show's gimmick. They had uh, Nehemiah come out of the limo and surprise her and be like, hey, I'm going to be watching your back tonight, which translated into he was going to get into costume. Now, let's break that down just for a second. Mm -hmm. Why would you need to put a nameless person like Nehemiah from South Carolina in costume? That's a weird one. In fact, the costume was so outrageous. It had this fucking soul glow fro. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And a bad mustache. The costume was almost was much more distracting and off-putting. It was was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And they think we're stupid. Then having a the brother of a subject of a show that most people aren't going to recognize anyways. It's not it's not like Denzel Washington's like, man, I'm going to try to infiltrate this group. Everybody knows what I look like. So I better put on a fro and a a mustache. It was fucking Nehemiah. Yes. Brother of a bachelor contestant from last season. He looked like remember when the um, the the Beastie Boys were in their heyday and they would they would (laughs) their videos were directed by um, Adam Yauch's uncle swedish uncle nathaniel hornblower it's a sabotage right yeah it's yes. video for sabotage yeah, sabotage and then they come up to win their award and adam yauk wouldn't be there but his uncle would be there in later hosen it's the same mustache and hair it's the exact same mustache and hair he looks exactly like him and look this was this was so he so then he was pretending to be the bartender and right. so he could spy remember a couple years ago when um demi one of the worst characters that's ever been on this show. Demi had like inside info that one yeah, of the guys yeah. had a girlfriend were, or something. They were in like a, they were in a spy van. Or yes, something. they did a yeah. spy van. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do if you're gonna do the spying thing, rather than dress up like Nathaniel Hornblower, which was so fucking obvious and embarrassing, just do the spy van. The worst part was when he revealed himself as Nathaniel Hornblower. All of these losers had to act like they were surprised. They're like, oh, my God, I thought he looked familiar. No, you didn't. You thought he looked fucking ridiculous and you knew something was weird. So just say that. They right. all acted like they got they got tricked. They did. And yeah. I mean, it was just so it was just ridiculous what he what he looks like. And his his job was as bartender to engage these contestants in conversation and weed out the guys that aren't here for the right reasons. That's that's basically what he wanted to do. It backfired as far as I'm concerned. It kind of sucked, but it was a new gimmick, and it was just yet another fucking uh, example. The show has nothing to do with making sure a subject falls in love. It has everything to do with fucking yep. creating drama yep. 
with stupid gimmicks like this. Um, so as they're in the mansion, and by the way, yeah, you can tell a lot from a person by how they they do a toast. Like, mm. you know, I don't know if you've been in this position, but mm. I've been a best man in oh yeah three three weddings. Oh yeah, and. I consider myself a really good toast giver. There's like a balance between kind of humor and sentimentality. And, you know, there's a balance to strike there that most people can't can't do. Most people walk up there with a piece of paper and read. But like she is told by the producers, I need you to toast the entire 30 guys in the room and she just fucking carries on. And, and it reminded me of um, not the best man speech, but the maid of honor speech, which yeah. is almost almost 99% a train wreck. It's always yes. filled with Too inside long. jokes that nobody Short understands. Sweet. Short and sweet. It, it just carries on. It's like stories where they get they get caught up on things that don't matter. One quick story. And, and get out, get in, get out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and say something kind of touching and insightful, but, but she just kept going on as a, as a toaster. And I'm thinking if I'm one of these 30 guys, I'm like, this is a red flag. Like she's that person. Like at, kind of like, is she going to be in company? Is she going to be an entertaining person or is she going to be that person that just fucking carries on about bullshit? Anyways, um, that was my read on the toast. But the first person or one of the first person that's people that sits down with her is a white guy named James from Chicago. And for all of our women listeners out there, I need you to tell me if this is a fucking huge red flag. Yeah. He sits down and he says that my parents have prepared a care package for you. That was fucking weird. I did see and that. And then he opens it and then there's a massive letter, handwritten letter from yeah. his mom. Uh, basically yeah. a note to charity about her son. And I'm thinking this is, I think this guy thinks this is a good move, but it's telling her you're not only going to choose me, James, the attorney from Chicago, but you're also going to buy my mother. If you choose me. Disgusting. Yeah. It's so weird. It, it's, it's not, it, he's like, Hey, it's kind of weird how close you are with your brother that he's here helping you um, pick sex partners. That's super weird. But don't worry. My mom wrote you a note like he's like he's like, how about I one up your weird family dynamic with my much weirder one? <laughs> it, I don't know if it's a Gen Z thing, but yeah. that just seems a little too cozy with a mom. Now, um, it's insane. It, I brought up a Xavier before. He's kind of a cool biology guy. Um, he gets the first kiss, and I, you're you're of a similar age, so you could relate to this. When I watched uh, Purple Rain for the first time, and I saw Prince making out with Apollonia, mm, mm. it reminded me of this Xavier uh, charity kiss, and that he wasn't kissing her as much as he was trying to eat her lips like it was it was open like trying like chomp on her lips as opposed to making out with her um to me that's a red flag i tom cruise did the same thing in top gun um we now realize that both tom cruise and the female subject in that movie are gay so now it makes more sense but back then it was like what is 
that whole like trying to eat the other person's yeah, lips. Why can't I think of the female subject's name in Top Gun? Who was that? Oh, Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis, who from Balboa you know, Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two, the two of us plus Travis Rogers and Ed Daly did a movie review of Top Gun. We did. I, I, oh, I yeah. Very much. Yeah. yeah. I very much uh, recommend you find it's that called, on the on the Baller Lifestyle. TheBallerLifestyle.com. I'll tell you what episode it is here in a minute. So. My point is this. Yeah. Um, it was a very disturbing makeout session where he's really opening his mouth and a lot of tongue and stuff. So um, the silly undercover brother gimmick back at the bartending, you know, he's asking people, what do you think? And guys are running back to him and being like, yeah, I got a kiss. It's cool and everything. Um, here's the problem. Um, this guy named what's his name? The guy that really really fucked up the undercover brother thing this guy named is it Braden? the guy that the um, eventually gets the rose Braden's the guy that shows up with shots and he's like he's like i like to i like to bungee jump jump and i like to um i i do jujitsu and i fucking i dive with the great whites and then uh, he's like he's like i'm just wild and I, I, i'm i'm up for anything and then he does a um then he does a shot of tequila and he, he's like and he does like the like the mo- like the most beta like girl like s- pussy face that you could do when you do a shot of something, and he, you're like, oh, you're a huge wimp. Well, he's a, so the uh, the background behind what you just said was that he is a nurse, and he showed up with a tray, and then he uncovered it as a tray of shots. Like he's a nurse giving shots. And they both took a shot, and that's what happened. And, yeah, he's a risk taker. But you could tell he's one of the front runners. She really likes him. They start making out in their opening um, conversation. And then he goes back to the undercover brother at the bar at the bar and just starts bragging about how good the kiss was and how good she was at kissing. And the brother was like, this, this guy's got a huge ego. And I think he actually said he crossed the line between confident and arrogant. So you could tell that that's going to be yeah. the only, really the only drama yeah. in this entire episode is yep. that right there. Yep. Um, and Brayden seems like a decent dude. Um, he's fine. Yep. Now, um, the second kiss, I'll say this. The second kiss is uh, with a guy named John. He's a Chinese-American and he gave her a fortune cookie, which seems very stereotypical. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like when Shohei Otani hits a home run nowadays yeah. at, at, with the Angels, yeah. and they put on like that samurai helmet. Oh and, yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking, how was that? How was that past the PC police? Like putting a samurai helmet on a Japanese guy? Like what? Why is that acceptable? But the Chinese American giving her a fortune cookie that just seemed a little a little too stereotypical for me. For, but that's yeah, fine. yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't like it either. I didn't. I thought it was weird. Um, wasn't a fan. Now Jesse comes in with a rose. Now this is we've been watching this show so much. It's like kind of like a paint by numbers. You know, you know, you know all the notes that are going to be hit, and then you know what the reaction is going to be. So get this. My super hot girlfriend, Christina, could vouch for this. Jesse comes in and he puts the rose on the table in front of all the guys. 
I literally was saying to Christina, oh, now somebody has to say this just got real. <laughs> Stop as it. I was, yeah. As I was saying that, a dude said, oh, my God, this just got real. So, um, so the rose means, oh, shit. There's a first impression rose to be given out. I don't. I haven't spent any time with her. Now it just got real. Uh, the show has begun. The first impression rose is at, at stake. Um, Spencer is really kind of the first up to like meet with her and talk to her about this stuff. And his whole thing was: remember, Spencer's on the spectrum. He said, "I have a son." And I don't know how she's going to react to this. Yeah. Oh, going, yeah. I'm going to tell her this. And, you know, because he's on the spectrum and because he's kind of socially awkward, yeah. he does this thing where he's like, I need to tell you something and I hope it's not a deal breaker. Wrong. That's just the wrong approach. Like, yeah. you just need to come out yeah. and be like, you know what? The most proud thing I have in my life yeah. is my son. Yeah. And I, I own it and I love him. And... If you have an issue with it, I totally understand. But I have a son, and he's the best thing in the world. Yeah, you know, and you don't want to be a Nate. You know, remember Nate from a couple seasons ago? Who sees? <laughs> oh, that was the two chicks. It was Gabby yeah. and Rachel. He was just like, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna not tell anybody I have kids. And he he was he was like eight weeks into the show. Yes. Yeah. And in just last season, I want to say there was a woman. Maybe Chris, it was last Bachelorette, Christina Mandrell. Like, Went like six episodes where yeah. they're like, I, I, I don't know if I should tell him, but yeah. I'm going to tell him. We'll see how it goes. Um, so credit to Spencer for saying it in the first episode. And like Charity could not be more cool with it. She said, yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're sacrificing yeah, she's going to kick him off. She's going to he's not going to win the show. Right. Yeah. But but yeah. her whole thing is, look. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. And he's got a kid. There's no way in hell yeah. I don't give him a rose. So yeah. I think that's kind of how this works out. Um, yeah. The guy that played it cool coming out of the limo, Aaron, one of the one of the Aaron's mm. pulls mm. like an all time move, by the way. Oh, OK. Dude whips out a fucking keyboard and starts playing like a piano song in front of her. No. To me, to me, that's like, like that isn't like an instant fucking it does it does two things at the same time. If yeah. you ever if you've ever had a buddy who just brings out the acoustic at a party, Oof. not yeah. only does it make the panties wet. Well, on the, yes, not always. I'm just saying sometimes it could dry them up. It depends. Could be the okay. Sahara down there. But yeah. but I think in general, yeah. women are very impressed with that, and yep, dudes are very threatened by that now is this is yes they are that's 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 for sure too is this and i don't i'm not going to stereotype here is this aaron b 29 software salesman from san diego or aaron s 33 firefighter from san diego oh it's a black dude black dude okay yeah yeah, yeah. and and he and and to his credit yep he starts playing a a, a piano song yeah. i thought he was going to sing to her now yeah they're there's there's something very off-putting about being sung to, and it's a yeah. very uncomfortable situation. Yes. But no, he just played a little instrumental, and then was done. And like it was like the perfect balance. Like he just fucking whipped out the keys, played a nice little instrumental, yep. and she was very 
uh, impressed. You could tell. So they made out. Um, so the whole drama of the entire episode is Brayden, right? Yep. He he made out with her. He went and bragged about it amongst the other contestants and in front of the undercover undercover brother. Now, this is where the whole drama plays out. Um, Nehemiah, he goes to the group of guys sitting on the on the couch and says, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm not actually this guy in a, a really bad wig and a bad mustache. And he starts taking it out. He's like, I'm her brother, Nehemiah. And as you put it, they were obligated to be like, oh, shit, man, I knew I knew that guy from somewhere. Like, no, you didn't. And no one knows him from anywhere. But um, he's like, I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to talk to her. There were some exchanges that I thought were really nice and sincere tonight. And then there were some exchanges that I thought were pretty questionable. And I'm going to talk to her later. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So he walks out of the room. Literally nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He walks out of the room and and Braden is like, oh, man, I wonder what I." everyone's kind of looking at, like trying to question, like, what did they say in this guy's presence? They feel a little um, a little bit like they were they were, uh, you know, in a ruse. But so he goes to her and he's like, hey, this guy, Braden. He was he crossed that line between confident and arrogant, I think. I think he's got a big ego. Just want to let you know. So what does Charity do? Um, Charity goes out in front of all the other guys and said, hey, my brother just let me know about something. Yeah. I need to I need to talk to one of you. Braden, could we talk? Yeah. So Braden goes and he thinks he's being sent home or everybody else thinks she's being sent home. And Charity does one of these Gen Z things where she tells him what her brother said. And then when he, after he explains himself, she says, I need some time to think about this. Yeah. And she just walks out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Doesn't happen in real life. Walks out of the room, comes back. And then like, fucks with him is like yeah you know i don't take this first impression rose lightly but and then she's like but i'm gonna give you the first impression rose because i want the guy that i'm with to really want to be with me and to tell everybody about it how excited he is for me everybody wants that the information my brother gave me as counterintuitive as this might seem the information my brother gave me only enhanced my feelings for you. Here's the first impression rose. Yeah. Braden walks back to the group of dudes with the first impression rose and everybody is pissed off. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's, they set that up. That's what they do. That's what they yeah. do. They got, they got to set up. And remember, we've pointed this out over the past few seasons. They used to go with the long-term villain. They'd pick, they'd pick a Chad Johnson, no relation, and they would be like, he's the villain. And then for like six episodes, you got Corinne or Chad, Corinne Olympios or Chad Johnson as the villain. Now they build up and tear down several villains over throughout the season. So they're setting up this Braden guy to be hated and they'll get rid of him. And then somebody else will come up. Now, I typically don't do this, but I wanted to do this for our listeners to wrap things up here. We go to the rose ceremony. You know, there's I think there's 30 dudes and she can only 
take like 24 of them or something. Yeah. Um, so this is what I did. I put the name and then I put a something in parentheses that reminds reminded me of this dude. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, Aaron parentheses keyboards. Oh, the smart. This is smart. Got, got the first rows. Yep. The keyboards. That, that was a John parentheses fortune cookie. Got the rose. He got the rose with the fortune cookie. Xavier, who I said was kind of a biology major, chemistry, whatever he is, he got the first kiss, and he got a rose. Um, Joey, another dude got the rose. I, I put him as no eye contact guy. He would like look off to the side like he was reading cue cards, but he got a rose. Caleb, parentheses, pro wrestler, got a rose. Oh, Skinner rose. He's in. Yeah. Yeah. Warwick, some forget parentheses forgettable. I, I know nothing about no, Warwick. I'm to but click on him. Construction manager from Nashville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aaron. Parentheses, oh, he's one of the Asian guys. He's one of the Asian guys. He's the um. I thought. I think he brought something from like his mom or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Go on. Warwick. Yeah. Okay. Aaron parentheses firefighter. So he's the other Aaron. He's in. Um, yeah. Caleb A. Black doctor, parentheses. He's in. Adrian, um, forgettable black guy. That's my parentheses. Forgettable yeah, black no, guy. No, I get it. Adrian's mm-hmm. in. Uh, James, parentheses, mom letter. He got through. Um, the Sean, who is seven feet tall. No, no, no. Giant. I don't know why I put giant there, but it's not. Uh, it's one guy's super tall. One guy's okay. super tall. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Uh, forgettable black guy is what I put in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Tanner, forgettable white guy. Of course, Tanner's a white guy. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner can only be a white There's guy. There's never been a black guy yeah. called Tanner. Yeah. That's for sure. Dotton, the uh, seven or seven foot tall African, he got through. Uh, Caleb, the third of, of the three Caleb's, white guy got through. Some guy named John Henry Charles. And then they made Spencer as Spencer was kind of like a, it was down to him and and everybody else. And you're thinking there's no way she's not picking Spencer. She picked Spencer on the spectrum um, as the last. And Spencer's from Moore Park, which is in your neck of the woods. Did we not have somebody from your neck of the woods not that long ago? In the valley? Yeah. 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 Um, Well, what's his face? Uh, The guy that won the last Bachelorette with. uh, That's right. That's right. What's his face? I, I, I forget too his name. long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spencer was the last rose given. The one notable person that was not given a rose, and I'm shocked because you would think that jumping high and doing a bunch of bat flip backflips yeah. would mean that you're that you should be getting married soon to yeah. somebody. Yeah. But yeah. The high ju- high jumper was let go. So Chris can He's, go train the next high jumper. Just, despite the fact that he loves to drink wine and watch Grey's Anatomy, he was let go. <laughs> <laughs> what so, I, I I didn't hear you say. What about Joey, the um, tennis pro, who's somehow five seven? That was the that in my parentheses. It was no eye contact guy because oh, he yeah. he sat down with her and he started to say something very personal to her, and then yeah. he looked off. Uh, he looked away from her eyes and like off camera to where he was like reading cue cards. No eye contact. Joey, the tennis pro, is definitely in. Yeah, he's he's right. in. And did they say anything? Hold on. I just want to check his because he's a tennis pro. Yes. I just want to check 
His, let's see here. Joey is a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Okay. Joey is an avid stargazer, whatever that means. Okay. Joey's, oh, as a tennis pro, Joey's recent obsessions are golf and country music and fucking other people's wives. <laughs> is that what you think? Anytime somebody's a tennis coach, you're like, oh my God, watch out. This guy, this guy's going to try to have sex with your wife. That's all, that's all they do. But also, I thought you had to be tall to play tennis. No. Oh, okay. No, the, My Michael bad. Chang. Michael Chang is like five foot. That's two. your that's your reference? Michael Chang? <laughs> well, Agassi too. Agassi, Agassi's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best to ever play. Michael Chang won one French Open in nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Never heard from him again. You're, you're seeing my sweet spot of tennis knowledge. Nineteen yeah. nineties yes, uh, tennis guys. Yeah. yeah. American guys. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So how's this wrap up? Is that it? No, that's it. There's yeah. a preview at the end with a bunch of stuff. Oh, and yeah. what, what Christina, my hot girlfriend, said about yeah. the preview was yeah. what's weird is yeah. they actually show the dudes that are saying that yeah. they love her. In yeah. other words, it's almost like they showed the guys that are going to be in the top four yes. in the yeah. first episode. Oh, they do that. They always do that. They always We're so dumb that we don't get it. But they did a study that um, the, the if the first four guys that they show, usually one of them wins or and all of them get to the end or close to the end. So it's like we're so dumb. We're, we try to, like, overthink it. Now, if you do me a favor, Jason, you're because about once a season, your hot girlfriend, Christina, will uh, DM me. And she'll send me a picture of like her glass of wine and the TV. And she'll be like, it's your fault. I'm watching this. And you got to let her know that it's actually your fault. I'm watching this because I hate this shit. And I try to get out of it every season. You talk me into it. And so I'm here. I can't guarantee that we're going to do a show every week. But if Jason bullies me, I will probably be here. This was fun to talk about. And it was much more fun to talk about than it was to watch. But that's that's the difference here. And, and Petros Papadakis does the same thing. Petros yeah. Papadakis yeah. does the Bachelor yes. report on uh, AM570 locally. Yeah. You can catch him on podcasts. It's yep. brilliant. But he also does the hate watch thing, and he yeah. hates it. And he has he yeah. says he has to drink to watch yeah. it. Brian, I can't think yeah. it's the same way, but I I honestly like the show and the formula it's a it's a yeah. despicable show that yes. humiliates people but yep. i like i like the way they do it and i'm not gonna i think the term guilty pleasure is a cop-out I, yeah. i'm never gonna call this a guilty a pleasure, pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. it's just a fucking pleasure yeah. um and by the way i thought your girlfriend as well yeah. is now lassoed no. into this I so she, she was said so this. last night she was watching something and i go fuck i gotta watch the bachelor and she goes you know what she said she goes it's it's the bachelorette right and i'm like yeah and she's like you know if it was the bachelor i'd probably watch it with you <laughs> and i'm like i know you're right you're right to say that that's she's right i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it with me either if i were her. Uh, now, okay by yeah. the way yes. is, is this is this not and i don't even know if this is uh for public consumption so yeah. maybe i'm really outing her here but yeah. is this not the same person that admitted on a baller lifestyle podcast once that she's followed a guy. It was like, she followed like a boyfriend of a famous person on OnlyFans just to see how his dick was. Oh, that is. Yes. Yes. Is that, is that yes, familiar? Yes. It, yes. That is. I can't remember who it was, but that does. Yeah. That does sound familiar. Look, she does her homework. She does her homework. And that's what I love about her. That's one of the, that's one of the things I love about her. Uh, okay. Let's wrap it up there. Jason, fantastic work as always. Let's catch back up on it next week for Jason Stewart. 
My name is Brian Beckner. This show has been called a great white and a sea of bachelor podcasts. We will see you next time. We falling in love We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle the lifestyle we living in is the ball of lifestyle we living in is the bachelor lifestyle we living in